Hey, in this episode, I'm having a conversation with Dinara, who is a TEDx speaker and a certified health coach. And she really is a specialist in hormones and female hormones and really the cycle that women go through. This was a mind-blowing conversation. We talked about how to biohack your hormones to improve your productivity, how to optimize your workflow so you are in sync with your cycle, with your hormones and everything else that's happening. This is specifically designed for women and really how female world and female productivity really differs from what a man's world. And actually, we talk about how actually the way the productivity is stored in the modern world and the way when workplace is set up is really geared to men and their hormone cycles, but not to women. But And we give you some powerful tools what to do about this. So now we're just going to go into the music and introduction to the, uh, to the podcast and then we'll dive right in. So how do you create your dream business that creates generational wealth for you and your family and fulfills your true calling and purpose in life and do what you truly love and make the world a better place without feeling burnt out or sacrificing that special time with your family and friends? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. Hi, I'm Elena Dacus, and I'm a founder and CEO of BossyHills.com. And every week, I will bring you insights to answer that question. Hello. Um, in this episode, we are having a really interesting, special conversation, and we're going to be talking all about biohacking your hormones for productivity. And I have an amazing guest with me here today. Her name is Dinara. She's a TEDx speaker and certified women health coach. Welcome, Dinara. Thank you very much, Lena. I'm so excited to be here. Wonderful. So before we dive in, I'd love you maybe to introduce yourself. Tell us a little about your journey and how you got to the stage where you're now actually teaching women really how to optimize their hormones and really optimize their life around hormones. Amazing. Um, I think with a lot of, because I'm, I'm a health coach, and it's sort of as a lot of a lot of health coaches get to this level because they usually have struggled with their own health issues, weren't able to get the answers, and then decided to dig deep themselves in order to be able to find an answer that optimizes their body. So my journey became actually sort of in my early 20s, I used to have debilitatingly painful periods to the point that one time I actually had to call in an ambulance because I thought that my appendix has ruptured. So the ambulance arrived to my house and they've expected me and they're like, no, your appendix is intact. It's just your period. And then they've given me some strong painkillers and advice to sleep it off. And that sort of began um, me believing for years that being a woman was this diagnosis, that this is just something that we go through. Of course, due to lack of education on women's health, after talking to my mom, my grandma, they said that the painful periods just run into our home. And this is just the normality within our family. And this is just how it is. And off I went believing that for almost a decade. Throughout that time, I sort of experienced a variety of health issues. And they ranged everything from low energy, uh, brain fog, burnout. And then I had this very stubborn weight gain that just wouldn't come off. And of course, I was doing like any other women, I would just diet it heavily and exercise um, intensely in order to lose the weight, but it wasn't necessarily, didn't necessarily click until about 
a few years ago now, about three, four years ago, I had a conversation with a friend and she asked me one simple question. And she said, so how are your periods? And I was like, um, painful. I wish them away. I wish I was a boy. <laughs> She's like, but periods is this beautiful thing. It should never hurt. And it should just be this wonderful process, which to me was just an absolute nonsense. Um, but I was like, but I got curious. I got back, um, home, started looking into literature and basically dove deep and discovered this um, hormonal fluctuations that actually we as women go through. And by adapting my lifestyle, my nutrition, my movement to my fluctuating hormones throughout my menstrual cycle, sort of throughout the entire month, all of a sudden I begin to eat more, exercise less, and my weight came off. I've become more productive. I've discovered this whole um area of how I run my business and how at a particular time of the month I was making, bringing in more revenue. Sometimes I was able to show up and then I got really interested. I began tracking my cycle. And then having discovered this, it felt like came across a gold mine and I started talking to other women about it. And what I've realized is people didn't know this information. Everybody's like, what are you talking about? And as I explain more, it's like, okay, it does make sense because as women, we do go through these fluctuations and um, and we can dive in a little bit of how, how that goes through. But basically discovering this has completely changed my life. I was working um, at a large organization at the time. I quit my job. I got certified as a health coach and I just keep going with it. And recently I did a TEDx talk to, show, to share my experience in hopes that it'll inspire women and give them that education. Yeah, no, I think it's amazing. And it's actually not something that we typically think about. So a lot of people listening will be female entrepreneurs, you know, you run your own business, you know, you have a lot of things spinning on your plate. You know, women have families, responsibilities, of teams, businesses. So actually, you, you know, we're not like men. There is a cycle that's happening. Your hormones are changing. So I'm so curious to learn more about how can we optimize our productivity and what should be, you know, what are the hacks? What can women be thinking about depending on the stage of their cycle? Like, what should they be doing? Yeah. So I think before I'm able to, uh, what it what's the cycle looks like and we've got our menstrual cycle and menstrual cycle and a period are not the same thing and I think quite often women think that menstrual cycle is just the presence and absence of period when actually there's so much more so the menstrual cycle is the entire hormonal fluctuations throughout our body that happens on a monthly basis that prepares body for pregnancy or you eventually have a period and period is just sort of this um five to seven day long time of um, the uterine lining withdrawal. So throughout those, I'm going to refer to it as sort of a 28 day cycle just for the simplicity, but if women are listening and your cycle is anywhere between 24 to 35 days, that's considered normal. So we've got our period, which is when all of our hormones fall, which actually triggers the shedding of the uterine lining. That's why we have a period. So during our period, women will often notice that they feel quite tired. They have low energy and they just kind of need to pull back on things. And the way I like to teach it, our period is sort of like our inner winter. This is the time when we like to hibernate, when we need energy, when we just need to replenish and restore. And then we, after our period, we enter into the next phase, which is called the follicular phase. Follicular phase lasts for about seven to 10 days. And during this time, um, throughout our entire cycle, we've got these three main 
hormones at play. And that's estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone. So I'll reference what they do to our bodies. So as our period ends and we go into this follicular phase, our estrogen levels begin to slowly rise. And this is can be I like to teach it as our inner spring. This is kind of like what we're experiencing right now in the Northern Hemisphere. The flowers are coming up. This like, we just feel this new, new life. We're like, oh, this is so amazing. It's almost like you're coming out of the woodworks. You have a lot of energy. And as the estrogen levels rise, it tends to suppress our appetite. So we're not as hungry. We have a lot of energy. We're able to just go, go, go. And this is also from the brain standpoint, we have a lot of creativity. It makes us... Uh, set up uh, estrogen sort of helps us to set up new routines it gets us inspired like very excited about things I know that during my spring I usually have a lot of brainstorming ideas they just they just keep coming and I tend to take notes of them because this is the only time where I'll get access to sort of this natural wave of inspiration and after our follicular phase we go into our ovulation which lasts for about three to four days and ovulation it's sort of the fertility window for women women can only get pregnant for about five five to seven days out of her cycle. And during this time, your estrogen levels peak. You also have testosterone hormone, which uh, which peaks. And testosterone is often associated with male hormone, but actually women produce it too. And it's very important to us. And what testosterone does, it kind of makes us very assertive. It makes us confident. It also allows us to be out there sort of from, I guess, genetics point of view, if you think this is the time for us to reproduce, the, it, we, we kind of have this God-given confidence when we go out there, potentially looking for a potential mate, but actually from a sort of physiological standpoint, we feel more active and um, from the cognitive standpoint, we have our communications channel open up. So we very good at expressing ourselves. We're very good at having difficult conversations. Um, I usually advise for women to give, um, ask for raises during this time, go on dates, pitch for things, do podcasts, kind of like we do right now. And a lot of those things scheduled for this time. And this is our inner summer. We're literally out there, confident, showing up. Uh, there's some studies show that our pheromones change, we become more attractive, our cheeks get pinker. So it's a great time to just be out there. And then post that time, ovulation, we're going to our luteal phase, which is our uh, sort of like our inner fall time. During this time, we have this whole other hormone that begins to take place, which is called progesterone. Progesterone hormone is magical when it's produced sort of in the right amount between estrogen and progesterone, because what it does to our brain, it makes us more focused. So about a week about 10 days to 14 days before their period, as progesterone releases, it allows women to be, um, it allows us to be more focused. We go a bit more inward. If within our inner spring, in our inner summer, we went outward, during our fall, we go inward. So everything that we've planned over the course of our inner spring, our inner summer, we've given this time over our luteal phase to actually go focused, go inward, be able to focus on tasks and bring them to to close. I love to schedule things like finances, taxes are coming up, all those sort of things, because there's no way I'm able to focus during my follicular and ovulatory phase. I just get too antsy. And like, and actually scheduling things this way allows me to work with my hormones as opposed to against them. And then when you do that, it begins this whole self-shaming. Why am I not good enough? Why can't I focus? And like, and off it sends that into the spinning world. So that's sort of 
the idea that. of how the force sensors work. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. And it's such a beautiful flow. And you're right. If we do, you know, I think it will people listen and give a lot of explanation to your natural way of thinking. Like, why is it during period actually you're less likely to be this confident speaker? And actually, this is not a you know, my, I think it's just a great way to explain what's really happening underneath it. Why is it that you feel down? Why you feel depressed? Why you feel down? It's not, has nothing. This is self shame. I love you talk about that. Is actually this is the time to avoid those thinking and build self critical. And actually, there's hormones that are drastically changing within us. Um, and yeah. you just need to optimize it. So this is powerful. So first uh, f- seven to ten days is really creative time. So that's kind of very creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So probably a place to also collaborate with others to kind of brainstorm ideas, you know, maybe creating content, creating lots of, you know, something that's really where you need a lot of ideas and inspiration. Yeah. So if you, for example, have been thinking about uh, a particular project that you want to lose, a particular uh, partnership that you wanted to create, the follicular phase is good time to dream those up, not necessarily put them into action. Because what I've noticed after my clients and myself is within our follicular phase, because we have so much energy, we tend to over plan how much we're able to achieve because we're like, we just want to keep piling things up. But it's a good thing to sort of flush the ideas through. And I kind of like to give this example on productivity. Um, the most recent for me was the, the TED talk that I've done in November, and I planned it specifically in my cycle. So sort of, and I'll, I'll kind of give you the process that I've done. So maybe it'll trigger some ideas for um, your listeners. So for my follicular phase, my inner spring, this is the time when I begin to brainstorm my converse, my, uh, my idea for what talk is going to be. It's 20 minute talk, you have to pile everything in. And this is, I was getting ideas in the shower, on the walks, and all I do is just keep drafting them up. Then during my ovulation phase, it's a good time to connect, collaborate, talk. You're so good at chatting. So I begin to interview people as in what's your experience with your cycle to try to understand and like bring in different experts to um, to sort of to build on this thing as well as through content. It's a good, for me, it was a good time to go on podcasts and meet with different people, find out their experiences, just uh, sort of talk and get the ideas out there to almost see how it lands with people so that you're able to like continue with it. And then within my luteal phase, because this is the time when I turn inward and I was able to focus on things, this is when I began to do a lot of research, a lot of like deep down um, editing my speech and putting it together. And then during period, which is a very beautiful time, because during this time, our left and our right hemisphere actually communicate with each other the most, meaning that our emotional and our logical side kind of come together. So I love doing things like intuitive meditations, like we, we all know that women have this sixth gut sense and it's the most pronounced within um, within our period. Without getting too woo-woo into it, um, it, it does like, I usually get a lot of like, should I do this? Should I go ahead with this project? You just enough critical and just enough logical to be like, you know what? It just doesn't sit right well with me. And then I take out the things from my speech and then I go again and I have three of my cycles. And every time I dove deeper and every time I was able to add more things to edit better, to bring more research and just continuously adding it that way. I love that. It's so beautiful. What about the emotional aspect of it? So we talked about hormones. We talked about productivity. What about emotions? I have sort of noticed for me is there's also an emotional journey. You might be a lot more irritable (laughs) during a certain time of the month. And um, yeah, so maybe maybe triggered more easier. 
you know, there's also this idea of eating, maybe more comfort eating on certain days versus not. And I, I'd love you to talk about that aspect as well. For sure. And emotions are big. And I, there's this concept where women are called hormonal and it kind of has this very negative connotation, but actually we're hormonal every day. We are hormonal. This is just, it's kind of like saying the sky is blue, like it's a beautiful thing, but yet we keep putting it in such a negative connotation because the hormonal bit that usually pops up is this within our inner fall, sort of a week before our period when we, when we get quite um, sort of frustrated and inert irritable. And I love the question that you asked about emotions, because during our, um, I'll start with the follicular phase when our estrogen levels rise. So estrogen is sort of like our um, vavavoom hormone, it kind of allows us to go out, it allows us to, like things just roll off of our back. If anybody says to you something that's a bit more, um, like if somebody says to you critique in your follicular phase, and in your luteal phase, you will take it very different, very differently. In follicular phase, it'll just roll off your back, you'll be like, yeah, whatever, like that's, that's what they said. It's their opinion. That's cool. And you're more likely to forgive. You just won't be focusing on it. Like I just know with my partner and my conversation, sometimes the stuff that he tells me in the, before my period, it's like, how dare, but if you <laughs> said the so same true. thing and like, in my, <laughs> like, I'd be like, oh, that's, that's good that you have that opinion. Thank you for your the contribution and you kind of just you move on you're very much more likely to take like it just doesn't you don't take things necessarily personally and it's because estrogen is makes us outgoing it makes us so energetic like nothing can phase us and then as we go to our ovulation we're pretty confident and if our hormones are balanced this is what it would look like and like testosterone is the hormone that typically peaks during ovulation also makes us assertive this is the time when we and for women a business they might be more daring go and pitch to the podcast that seems like way out of your league go reach out for the interview that seems way crazy the confidence and just the ability to like be truly um you'll just be able to get grab the bull by the horns and just go and and get it and if you have some sort of a daring project i would schedule them specifically for ovulatory time as well as launching things when it comes to uh selling your products because at the end of the day you want to tell people you don't necessarily want to sell the features, but you want to sell the dream. And this is the time where you're able to like really picture it just because your communication channels are so much more open. And then you go into your luteal phase. And in luteal phase, when estrogen and progesterone, they sort of like yin and yang. When they're in perfect balance, you'll ride quite smoothly into your period. But usually what happens, our estrogen levels usually get much higher than our progesterone levels. And the reason being is because um, chemicals within our shampoos and cleaning products, our all these beauty products, they mimic, um, they have this chemicals called xenoestrogens, and they mimic our natural estrogen that happens within our bodies. And as women, we're exposed to things consistently, whether it's through food and pesticides, or whether it's through environmental things, um, like as stuff enters through our skin, as it goes through our nasal passages, it sort of adds up to this um, estrogen levels, estrogen levels increase. And then when your estrogen levels, they fall a couple times, they fall in your ovulation time, and your estrogen also falls about a week before your period. And and this is where women usually like have very difficult time because when your estrogen falls, it takes down with it its neurotransmitters and the neurotransmitters are serotonin, dopamine, things that make us happy in life. It like usually women tend to feel a big dip in energy during like about a week or so before their period. And it's typically because of the imbalance of these two hormones. So if you somebody that are on the journey and you look to looking to balance your hormones, 
your goal is to sort of keep the estrogen levels lower. And the way you do it is you support it through lifestyle and nutrition choices. You basically got to be eating certain things, specifically fibery green leafy greens during your ovulatory phase to like excess the excess estrogen out of your body. So that way it sort of levels out with the progesterone. And because this is the time, like you mentioned, this is the more emotional time, the more triggering. And it's because it's our neurotransmitters that just keep jumping on the back end. Dopamine is what makes us um, confident, gets us to take action and serotonin, what makes us happy. And once those come down, we just feel this, we cry, we get moody, we get upset. But I do want to give women hope if you do experience this, that it's not normal. You don't have to feel this way. Once your hormones are balanced and in turn, you can you can ride through and be very calm and very focused and very just, um, and kind of like plan your life based on that sense prior to your period. Love that. And this is what probably women can experience as PMS, right? Is this because- Yeah, premenstrual syndrome. Mm-hmm. Is that because of the imbalance? I know some women actually kind of suffer from it quite badly. Um, is this one of the reasons why people can experience, you know, more pronounced sint- symptoms of it? Yeah. So the reason for premenstrual syndromes is primarily um, lower levels of progesterone. And the reason that we have lower progesterone is because our estrogen levels are a little bit, uh, they're usually higher. So once they fall, there's sort of the discrepancy between estrogen and progesterone. And the bigger it is, the more PMS you feel. And actually you said many women experience it. It's up to 85% of women that go through this sort of changes, but it's because, and this Yeah, and this happens for quite an interesting reason. So men's hormones also fluctuate and they fluctuate kind of similar to women's. They also have their inner winter, inner inner spring, inner summer and inner fall, but they fluctuate on a 24-hour basis. They mimic the circadian rhythm. So doing the same thing for men day in and day out works. It works for them to wake up 5 a.m. morning club, wake up, get to workout, get to... So their inner winter happens when they sleep. This is where they have two main... Uh, hormones at play. It's cortisol and testosterone. In the winter, sort of when they sleep, their hormones restore. For us, that's our period. And then they go into their inner spring, which usually kicks in at about six o'clock in the morning. Men wake up. Typically, I'm ready to go. Like my partner's like, let's go work out. And I'm like, leave me alone. And it's it's very like, and it goes into their spring and it's the same thing. And then at about 11, 12 o'clock, this is when, if you think about to corporate clock, like this is a lot of our important meetings get held anywhere between like 10 to sort of one. Then at about two, three o'clock, their cortisol, their testosterone levels kind of lower and they become more social. So historically, all of our happy hours are scheduled anywhere between three to five. That's when they get super social. And then about seven o'clock, their hormones begin to wane, which is kind of like their PMS luteal time. And they only kind of more interested to sit on the couch, watch Netflix and like, and chill. And then off it goes and their hormones. And it goes the same way day in, day out. Women have been fitting into the 24 hour clock for as long as we can remember, never stopping and asking, does this actually work for us? And I can tell you it doesn't because 85% of women go through PMS, 85% of people that suffer from migraines are women, 75% of people with autoimmune disease are women, women are 50% more burned out than men, it clearly doesn't work for us, like something needs to change, we need to understand, like, how our body works, so that way, we're able to perform at a better sort of, um, at a better level and work with our hormones to achieve more with more ease. Wow. I think what you just described is absolutely mind-blowing because you're absolutely right. Like women been fitting in into this man's hormonal cycle. And actually that is seen as the, you know, the idea of success. 
you know, this would pre, you know, what productivity rules and rule books are preaching is five o'clock, five a.m. club, doing all those things written by men, really for men. So what you and I think yeah. this is why women so struggle with it, and especially when women have to balance so many other things like childcare, all the things that actually it doesn't work for them. But then what happens is when it doesn't work for them, and that's our idea of success: women self-criticizing themselves, feeling bad about themselves feeling down, yeah. going through all these emotions, things. Why is it that I can't do the same as my partner does? Why can't I do the same as my male peers do? And you know, another thing that I want to add the layer to it, all of our productivity um, tools, Trello, Calendly, all of those things are designed by men and they just designed to be able to repeat the same thing over and over and over. So when I work with my clients, what we do look as we just like, okay, here's the thing, use these tools, but here's how we're going to adapt them. We're going to use your calendar and we're going to map out where your cycle is. And we're going to first, like the baseline is to bring the hormones back into balance because I'm very familiar with having terrible moods um, and just really tough PMS time to the point that uh, my flatmate, we used to live back in London and my flatmates asked me to move out for the time of my PMS because they're like, you are unbearable. And I'm like, I know, but it's like, it's hard for them. It's hard for me. And now my PMS is probably one of my most favorite times because um, I was just telling my partner sometimes and sometimes I sort of get in my head. I'm like, I can't believe how balanced my hormones are right now. And what I actually mean by that is I just feel so much calmer like the things just don't phase me when whenever you have this shift whenever you take care of your female body in a feminine way you able to like you're just able to understand things with a bit of a different lens you stop looking at it through like a trello calendly uh whatever the other tools that we've got that are designed to like repeat things in and out but you're able to vary the tasks so you you still can achieve you know with women it's not a, the problem with what can they do it's when the question is when can we fit in certain things it's not like we can do all of it like easy like no problem i think women are in some ways more powerful than men i might be a bit biased because i live in a female body <laughs> But like, it's just, it's just an idea of when we need to fit in a certain, ex a certain activity in order to produce the result. Yeah, I absolutely adore that. That's so powerful. And even I think for women listening, even if you can't change things, you know, it's not necessarily you're going to be able to adapt all of your lifestyle, all of your meetings, all of your tools around this, but just have an awareness of this and just understanding what's happening with you and your body. Why is it that you feel different today than seven days ago? I think it's such a powerful way. And, and just I think it's going to explain people so much. So let's talk about like the yeah. food, food optimization supplements. Is there anything else that we can do to really support us through this cycle? For sure. So um, kind of, I'll describe it in general without, because uh, the whole idea of eating, it's, it, we, can, we can spend probably another couple of podcasts just talking about that, but I'll give a brief explanation. So over, uh, during your period, as you're losing blood, you losing iron and you're losing uh, minerals naturally you know the process that happens so in order to do that you need to replenish those things so during your period i would focus on eating things that are like i crave burgers and i crave steaks during this time and that's the only time when it like pronounced so anything that will help you replenish iron steaks burgers if you're vegetarian beans lentils um and one of the best things for minerals is seafood so um whether it's shellfish prawns oysters or um salmon is actually one of the best things for omega-3s just to sort of 
allow you to replenish those minerals specifically for female hormones because salmon has a lot of healthy fats in it, which is the building blocks of our hormones. And you want to kind of help your body to start rebuilding those hormones for the cycle ahead. And as we enter our follicular phase, think of spring food. So like lightly sauteed vegetables, lightly sauteed fruits, still a little bit cooked just because for your hormones influence directly how your gut and your digestion, your metabolism operates. So you want to kind of have a bit of a slightly softer foods to allow it to enter things. And the way you soften them, this sauteing them, like eating the rainbow, but a bit more um, slightly cooked and lighter grains, lighter proteins, things that are a little bit more, um, things that don't going to overweigh you too heavily. And within our first half of our cycle, with estrogen suppressing our appetite, you will be able to do salads and all that stuff, and you just won't be hungry. And as you go into ovulation, they call... Like people call this time uh, within Chinese medicine as our hot season. So in order to counterbalance the hot seasons kind of inner summer, you want to be eating cooling foods. So this is actually a good time to switch to raw foods. Cabbage, kale, green leafy stuff is brilliant because it has um, short chain fatty acids that basically bind to your estrogen receptors and help exit it out of, our, out of your body, creating less PMS symptoms in the end, essentially. Uh, so more fresh foods. Um, berries are phenomenal for your inner summer. So blueberries, strawberries, and that sort of stuff. And berries are also very sweet, but they're low on the glycemic level, meaning that they won't spike your blood sugar and they are um, just brilliant with vitamins. And then as we go into our luteal phase, so post-ovulation, women's appetite speeds up by about 16% on average, meaning that we have to eat about 300 calories a day more. And I don't necessarily encourage anybody to ever count calories, but women quite often get very hungry in the second half of this second half of their cycle. And that's when we have our cravings that we have the chocolates, the things to make us feel better. But actually, you can pre sort of predict that and having more preparing foods that are more fall in nature. So like stews, soups, and more complex carbohydrates. So things like sweet potatoes and wild rice, what it'll do is it'll keep you fuller for longer. So you won't be craving chocolates and um, the things that'll just kind of quickly give you energy because you naturally feel a bit low energy in luteal phase. And off you go and more like kind of looking by the season. So in the spring, I'll eat a bit more lighter stuff in the summer, more berries, and just begin to add by one food at a time. And I also share some of it, uh, quite a bit of it on my Instagram. So if you are curious, um, loop back in. So you have a bit more of like the foods exactly that you should be eating. Amazing. Amazing. And what about things like, um, you know, supplements or ex and exercise? What is the right exercise to do during different parts of the cycle? Yeah. So as far as you work out, it also should vary based on your cycle. You should not be doing HIIT workouts or spinning thing every single day. It's just, it, it just literally, it throws your hormones more off balance. And um, so during your period, so there's a lot of different research says you should exercise to get rid of the cramps. You should do this. In reality is you're going to be quite tired. And the idea is to listen to your body. I schedule everything off for period. I remove meetings. I take out um, all the gym stuff. And I love uh, gym like anyone else, just because um, there's so many health benefits to it. As we enter sort of, I would, I would take either easy during your period or do like very light stuff, Pilates, stretching, foam rolling and napping really. And then as we go into our follicular phase, you have more energy and you're also not very hungry. So you're much lighter on your feet. So things like 
uh, running, anything that involves long endurance stuff like hiking, running, walking, um, you'll have loads of energy and it'll feel really nice. And as you go into ovulation phase, that surge of testosterone helps women build muscle quicker. So, but it doesn't, if like you ever worked out with your partner and he builds muscle so quickly and you're not, and it's mega frustrating, it's only because they have testosterone every single day. We only have it for about three to five days when it really surges. So this is the great time to lift heavy. Um, also helps your bone density uh, and so many other things. So just focusing on things that are a bit more intense, like your hits, all of the um, heavier lifting exercises. And as you go into your luteal phase, uh, post-ovulation, about two weeks, it's a pretty long time. In the first half of it, for the first week, switch to still weights, more resistance training. And in the second half, sort of a week closer to your period, take it a bit easier. One of the best things for women's hormones is to do yoga, just because it's got this connection between mind and body and you're able to sort of bring yourself back mindfulness. Women are usually get extra anxious and our uh, our stress response within our period, sort of a week before that also increases. So women are more likely to wake up in the middle of the night and just, I can't believe I said this to my sister or I can't believe this happened to like catastrophize things. And this is just happens because of our hormones. And I think, as you said earlier, and knowing, having an awareness that this happens, and just be like, yeah, this is this is just normal. Hey, hormones, as opposed to being like, I can't believe this is gonna like this sort of things. But the exercise should also go through circle. And as far as supplementation, so I am not a massive fan of supplements for a simple reason that people get so zesty about their supplements, and they would just like sometimes people would show me that they would open a cupboard and they like look at all these supplements. And I'm like, food is how our body absorbs things. So I usually like to take things from more natural standpoint and getting vitamins and foods from things that are from the things that our body will absorb more naturally. And I think our body is able to pull the nutrients this way much better. However, things like magnesium, uh, specifically, if you're struggling with cramps or anxiety before your period, I would take magnesium for about a couple of weeks leading up to your period. And I would go as high of a dose of 250, 300 milligrams um, and usually take it in the evening because it tends to calm our nervous system. And magnesium is also like within Americas, 90% um, of women depleted in magnesium because magnesium is the first mineral that gets depleted when we're under stress. And like, is not stressed today yeah. so like naturally it's just it's just gonna it's just gonna happen so magnesium is always good and the second one is vitamin d specifically for like you're in london i'm in vancouver which is rains a lot so like we don't get natural sunlight and our bones need it and vitamin d in our body works more like a hormone rather than a vitamin so it kind of we need uh, we need the vitamin D in order to help our hormones and also balances helps to keep our blood sugar stable. It's responsible for a lot of things. So for women in Northern hemisphere, specifically in the winter, I would take vitamin D just as a, as a regular thing to help support your body. I love that. It's so brilliant. Thank you so much. But I think what all, I just want to highlight what you said, and I think it's really powerful. This level of anxiety, yeah. anxiety before period, this stress, and actually probably if you women, you know, there's a big thing about being overwhelmed, burnt out. And I think certainly for female CEOs, founders, is it really kind of important subject. And that's interesting to notice that are you experience anxiety it really connected to your hormones prior to uh, the period I certainly noticed for myself I'm more anxious before this time yeah 
Um, so I love that you said that. And actually, I think this is kind of explains, like, just explained to me why potentially I feel that way. Yeah. And you will like, it's just because your hormones drop, your estrogen, progesterone, they drop about a week before. So this is the time when it usually really spikes up, but by having the right nutrition, by having the right movement, by bringing your hormones more balanced, you can absolutely lower it. And you can also bring in different practices. Like this is maybe the time when you take more yoga. This is the time when you ask support from your husband. This is the time when you like you, what I mean is that your period, taking care of your period a day before period is not going to do anything. You kind of have to take care of the entire cycle and the anxiety will alleviate. And that's one of the first symptoms that typically gets reduced within my clients is because like I get clients that are like, I'm just highly functioning, anxious person. And after we finished, after we broke together for two, three, three months, I'm like, how's the anxiety? Like, you know, you know, I just don't remember the last time I was worried about things. And it's like, and it's just, it's just like, it's so subtle within our body, but once you become aware, which is why we're having this conversation, it just makes so much difference. Wow. Thank you so much. I think it's been so powerful. We've talked about how to transform your productivity around your business, around your cycle. We talked about the actual looking after your nutrition, the supplementation, the exercise around it, how to be most productive, and also actually noticing your stress and really looking after your hormones balance. I think it's so powerful. Thank you so much for your time, Dinara. So tell our audience where they can find you and how best to connect with you further. Fantastic. Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram. So dinara.mukh. My DMs are open. So if you do have any questions or follow up to this conversation, please do reach out as well as I'm the same on all social media. TikTok, if you're on it. um, My website, dinaramukh.com. And yeah, if you need to get in touch with me, please, please do so. Wonderful. And everyone listening, thank you so much. Hope you found this episode really useful. Leave us a podcast review and we'll speak to you soon.